This episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast is affiliated with Blueberry. Go to Blueberry.com, that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, and use promo code Jay Doherty at checkout for one month free. The Jay Doherty Podcast, episode number 15, recorded Saturday, March 10th, 2018. Hey everybody, this is David Axelrod of the Axe Files Podcast, and you're listening to the Jay Doherty Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. We are in uh, our 15th week of the podcast. It's been going great. Um, I've actually received some incredible feedback, not only on iTunes, but also on the website. Um, So if you like the podcast, or even if you don't, let me know. You can leave a review on iTunes, of course, or go ahead um, and let me know at j-doherty.com slash feedback. Or if you really want to let me know, go ahead and email me. Um, All of them work. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all of them equally. The iTunes review, um, kind of whole deal has, it goes into an algorithm that iTunes uses to promote your podcast, get it into, you know, you know, downloads, get it more kind of search engine optimization is a little bit stronger, if you know what I mean, when people rate your podcast positively. So it really helps if you do, um, you know, leave a leave a review on iTunes. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Um, you know, that could rate. That could be a rating. That could be a review. But you know, I actually I think I'm gonna make a whole episode on the algorithm of iTunes and how they, you know, how how iTunes rating works. But this episode is not what that's about. This episode, if you um see the uh you know the cover art of this uh, podcast, it's quite simple. You know, it's it's my logo, and it says news, tech, and more. This episode is tech. This is what this episode is about. This is a technology episode um, that I want to talk about some new gear that I'm putting up in my studio. Some of the gear I've had for quite some time, and some of the gear I um, have been given and just installed very recently. And this kind of being a whole generally... This is just being a general podcast. I wanted to share with you um, the whole process and what my new gear looks like um, because this is a general podcast and, you know, news, tech, and more. So this is technology, and specifically the subcategory of technology would be uh, the audio... I, th- I guess audio file, I guess, would be what, what you would call it. Um, if you really love audio, and you know a lot about the science behind audio, you're going to love this episode. If you know a little bit about audio, you'll love it just as much. Um, And if you want to learn stuff about audio, this, um, I'm not going to be explaining everything that I say, but I'm sure you could pick up on it, and um, there's always the show notes, which we'll explain um, at j-story.com slash episode 15, um, or go to j-story.com slash jdpodcast, Um, and that that would work perfectly perfectly fine as well. Um, so it's really, it's really awesome that, um, you know, if you could go there. Now, now into what this whole podcast is about. The new gear. Oh my gosh, am I so excited to talk about this. So, the things I'm going to be talking about in this episode, I'll give you a quick preview of what I'm going to be talking about. There are three new pieces of gear that I have in in the studio. Um, well, it's basically a bedroom, but I just call it a studio because... Uh, you know, I don't know, I just like to call it a studio. Uh, anyway, the three pieces of gear are a Behringer Multicom Pro XL MDX 4600 quad-core four-channel compressor limiter gate. 
which is, sounds very complicated, but it's really not. And then they have, um, oh, the, I've had a mixer, this is a Mackie Pro FX 8V2 mixer, um, but that's not new or anything. My other new piece of gear is the Behringer FBQ3102HD 31 band stereo graphic equalizer with four channels, oh, with two channels, I, sorry, two channels, um, which is awesome. And then the, uh, Behringer HA8 thousand v2 eight channel headphone mixing distribution amplifier um and this is really an amazing headphone amp but we're gonna start out where we where i just started with the behringer multicom pro xl mdx 4600 if i know that's a long name it's really just called the behringer mdx 4600 um and I'm going to be going over some of the features. Now, I want to point out that all of what I'm saying to you right now comes from three things. My experience, the manual of the product, and the um, and Sweetwater.com. They, they are all phenomenal sources. Um, so, definitely, I'll leave all the links to the sources that I'm, you know, what I'm speaking about in this episode. So, let me know... Um, you know, you just go to the website again, j-roy.com slash episode 15, and go ahead and take a look. So let's talk about the compressor limiter gate, the Behringer MDX 4600. It's really great. Um, some of the key features that they kind of sell you on, it has an LED meter. Um, actually, it's two LED meters per channel. Remember, there's four channels, and there's, there's two meters because the meter on the left of each channel goes down, you know, or goes to the left, not to the right, you know, normally when you see a meter, it goes, you know, the lowest decibel rate is on the left, and the highest is on the right, this is the different on the um, left channel, and I, it's kind of hard to explain, so if you look at the image at the website, you'll be able to find it, but the meter on the left displays how much gain is being reduced, and then the meter on the right, which is just a classic um, meter, it's an LED meter, uh, explains the input and output gain that it's receiving and then putting back out. And what's really cool about this piece of software and all other, er, not software, piece of hardware and all the other hardware that I have is, um, that it, uh, you know, it, it, it you can monitor it in real time. So, you know, it's not like you're putting effects, you know, it sounds terrible and then you put effects on it, it sounds great. You're monitoring what the sound will sound like in real time so you can twist and tweak and whatever you want to do. Now, for me, when I got this, I took about 30 minutes to twist and tweak all of the knobs that are on my, you know, equalizer and uh, compressor limiter gate and got it perfect the way that I want so I could never have to twist a knob again and it just works. It works like a machine because that's what it is. Uh, so, you know, that's what I did. I set it up. Hope to never ever change it again, um, and that's that. The other thing that's really cool about this is if you're doing, if you're recording in stereo, which um, I record mono, most podcasters, actually most everything records in mono and produces in stereos. You can run in four mono channels, but then you can also record in two stereo channels. I don't know how to set that up, but I know it's definitely possible. Um, there's great uh, switchable IKA compression. There's a dynamic enhancer, uh, four XL or I think XLR uh, and quarter inch ins and outs. That's the uh, inputs and outputs. Um, and you can find the um, user manual, the sh- the spec sheet, the signal processing guide, all at the website and at Sweetwater.com. So here's some tech specs, and um, this is really what you need to know when you're buying this and things that I actually didn't know when I when I was buying this but 
was very pleased when I got it. So there are four chan four mono channels, two stereo channels if you want to combine them. Um for the noise gate, you have threshold and release. Um and th this is all, you know, uh you know, very audiophile um, talk, but this is, that's noise gate, so the noise gate is phenomenal, and as I said, you get, you monitor it in real time, um, so, you know, this did take a while, um, because when I was setting this up, you know, I, I don't know if you ever heard noise reduce things in software, like iMovie or something, they do this thing, and it's just terrible sounding, it sounds like they're underwater, and, you know, you obviously don't want to have that, you just want the noise to be cut out, and you don't even want to change, you know, if you're silent, you don't want any noise to be there, you want it to be dead silent in the person's ears, and this thing does the trick, it's really amazing, and you can actually, t um, you know, change how much it cuts out. So right now, I'm at anything under negative 30 decibels is cut out. Now, you probably know what decibels is if you're just a random person. However, if you don't, it's basically just an audio um, level, man like an audio level um, measurement unit, I guess, is what, uh, you know, at simplest terms is what it is. Um, but yeah, anything under negative 30, which is you know, just background noise, basically, because the mic is, you know, I'm, I'm right up against the mic, or a little bit behind it, so, you know, it doesn't matter if, if it's something that's extremely, you know, quiet, like a vent or a fan going on in the background, um, you know, I try and close the doors, get a very quiet environment, however, you always have the air conditioner going, and that'll, you know, bring in noise, you always just have, you know, hiss going on in the background somehow, so that cuts all of it out, and that's really cool, and also, another cool thing about it is, um, the, if, if you have, like, a chord problem, last episode I had a chord problem, and you probably didn't even notice it, but the chord was, like, staticky, I kept getting this feedback, and I tried to fix it, I, you know, to unplugged the chord, plugged it back in, it still wouldn't work, so I ordered a new chord, and I'm using that today, but at the time that I had the problem, the, the hiss and the buzz that I was getting from the chord was under 30 decibels, so the unit, the MDX 4600, was able to noise gate it and completely get rid of um the the buzzing sound that my uh my cord was producing so it was kind of cool um for compression they have threshold ratio attack release and output gain now this is pretty much everything you need however it's condensed into two knobs and i'll go for those because i know this is kind of a little bit more complicated so for those who don't know what threshold ratio attack release and output gain is um the threshold is basically how loud the signal has to be before the compression is actually put on the file or put on the recording. The ratio is how much the compression, how much compression is applied. So if the ratio, for example, is set to um, 7 to 1, the, uh, the input signal will have to cross the threshold by 7 decibels for the output level to increase by 1 decibel. So, you know, it, or if it's 14 and 2, you know, 21 and 3, 28 and 4, it goes on and on, just like ratio. So that's kind of cool, you can tweak that. Um, the, you have more control in software um, if you're using this piece of gear. However, there are you know um, you know built-in or I guess one-off compressors that you can buy, and it's just one unit, and it's a compressor, and you can tw you know twist and tweak that in, ha in hardware and everything. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really cool. The attack is how quick the compressor actually starts to work. Now the the cool thing about compression is that you have ultimate control. There's no lag and you're monitoring in real time. So that's really cool. The release is how soon 
um, after the signal dips below the threshold, so when it stops. So the attack is when it starts, the release is when, you know, it, it stops. So you can actually set it to, after a certain decibel rating, it can stop or start working. So if you set your level and you're recording at about, let's say, negative 6, the compressor is going to stop working, um, you know, when, when it goes under let's say negative 12, because that, that'll be the minimum, you know, if you're whispering, you're going to be a probably like a nev uh, negative 12, so the compressor doesn't have to work, now, you know, that is completely up to you, and you have complete control over that, which is the nice thing, but, you know, that, you definitely, you have ultimate control, and if you don't want that to, you, you can even turn off the compressor, I think, you can just turn off everything, so, you have definitely a lot of control with it, and then finally, the output, um, it allows you to boost, or, you know, just edit the level um, of the signal output from the compressor, which is pretty awesome. And I know this sounds very, you know, geeky or nerdy, or whatever, but I just really like audio and the um, kind of, I guess, science behind it, so it's pretty cool. The other thing that's really, really cool about this, and something that I actually didn't think I was going to take that much advantage of um, until I got it, was the peak stop limiter. So it has a peak limiter on it, so if you talk over a certain amount of decibels and you hear that peak, now I don't know if you, I'm sure you know what a peak is, is where the audio clips, and you know, it's it, it goes to the red on the mixer, and it just cuts off the audio, and it sounds like terrible walkie-talkie audio quality, that's what... This, that's what it does, so it stops that from happening, so you can scream loudest, the loudest you want, the, in the, it can hit the red, but you're still not going to hear peaking, because the unit knows to cut it off at that point, which is really awesome, so, you know, if I, if someone, if I have a guest or something, and they start laughing really hard, it all, the compressor and the it, peak stop limiter working together, will know to lower that and make everything unified, so if someone screams or something, they're, the the limiter and the compressor are going to know what to do to make sure that everything sounds leveled, um, which is kind of cool. And it's all done in real time, and you can monitor it. So that's the advantage of having hardware, I guess. You know, the, there's the broadcast workflow and the um, editing and recording workflow um, is what I've seen from, you know, many podcasters and even people in broadcast. The, the downside to, you know, the broadcast in the whole equipment stuff you know, is that it costs money, but other than that, I mean, seriously, it's a huge advantage, I, um, you know, in Audition, Adobe Audition was what I'm using to record this, I don't use digital audio recorders, that's equally as expensive, you know, it, it, it's really the combination of the two that work together to form a phenomenal, you know, podcast, and do you need any of this to actually do podcasting? No, you could do it for extremely cheap, I'm just an audiophile, I've been collecting this for, I think, over three years now, and, you know, I still want to expand, so I'm just a huge audio person, and I like this type of stuff, so, the compression, so I'm going to go over some of the numbers with the threshold and the ratio, I promise I won't bore you, I'll do this really quickly, so the threshold goes from negative 40 to 20 decibels on the compressor, and the ratio uh, is a minimum of 1 to 1, that's kind of cool. The frequency response is really awesome. It's 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. So that's really awesome. And it has sidechain inserts. Um, it has four XLRs, four quarter inch inputs. Same with outputs, four XLR, four um, quarter inch. And then it has um, 
I think they measure they measure rack space in units. Like they come up with a unit, and it is one U. I guess is what the measurement is. That's what I've been told. Um, and the height is one point seven five inches, and the uh, depth is eight point five inches, and the width is nineteen inches. So it is, uh, you know, it's a nice piece of gear. It's wider than a typical mixer that or typical eight channel mixer. Um, and then, you know, it's not even that heavy. It's about uh, a little bit over four and a half pounds. So it's, it's a great piece of gear. You just need uh, power. I, I'm trying to actually set up a power management device, like a Furman or something like that, to make sure this whole thing doesn't blow up. But um, that's a work in progress. I'm just using a power strip and a couple of outlets to plug this in. It just needs um, standard AVC power for it to work. And the cables you need. This is something I literally could not find a t one tutorial on YouTube that did a comprehensive overview of everything that you needed to set this up to a mixer, you know, without complete insert capabilities. Which mine does and only has inserts on two channels, but that's for a whole nother episode. Anyway, the cables that you need for this are a 2X TRS tip ring sleeve to. I guess 1x mono. That's what they say, but it's really just a it's just TRS cable. So you it's tip ring sleeve. The tip and the um, ring go into the uh, back of the compressor, and then the sleeve goes into the insert of channel one and channel two. Or if you're doing six inputs, channel one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, that kind of probably sounded confusing, but my mixer only has two insert capabilities, two insert. Uh, you know, ports for each um, channel, or for, no, two in total, one for each channel. Hopefully that makes sense. So it's going from the, it, it's sending, it's an input and an output, and it's sending it through the exact same thing. So you can actually, the exact same cord. So you can send the compression and the noise gate and everything through one cable and then bounce it back all in a matter of milliseconds, or less. So that's kind of cool. Uh, hopefully that didn't sound confusing. I know it probably did, but again, you can check out the website for a little bit more of a in-depth look at what I'm talking about. And um, so I guess that's everything that you need to know. Basically, you need to know is that it goes. It's a TRS cable. You plug in the insert, and it goes all the way around to the compressor. There's four channels on the compressor. You put into channel one what you have in the mixer to channel one. You plug in those two cables. You set the you tweak the knobs exactly how you want them. Feeds right back into the mixer, and you're done. It's that simple, and it's really cool. So that is uh, what the this is the Multicom uh, MDX forty six hundred. Now to my uh, my Behringer FBQ thirty one oh two HD thirty one band stereographic equalizer with feedback detection system. Boy oh boy, this thing, this is awesome. As you may be able to tell, I love equalization. I literally am obsessed with it, and if you're an audio person, you probably can already detect this. I love high EQ. I, I just love it. It, sound, it makes my voice sound crispy. And same with this, this Multicom Pro, um, the MDX4600. That thing, I call it the Crispifier 9000 because it makes my voice sound pretty crispy. And anyone else's voice sound pretty crispy as well. Um, and I rarely, I, I only add a couple, I, I only add my secret sauce in Adobe Audition and then I export it. I don't do any other post-production in terms of audio quality. So that's really awesome. Uh, and it just makes my voice sound pretty good, I think.
um, anyway, this thing is, pr is really, really, really cool, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a audio file, audio lover dream come true, I guess, I mean, it, it's jam-packed with features, um, and if you don't like, and you'll look at the pictures, I mean, there are literally 31, um, tiny faders that with lights on them that you have to tweak to get the sound that you want, this takes, for me, being so, persnickety about what my audio wants, you know, what it sounds like, this took about two hours to tweak however, how I wanted it, now, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to, uh, have, you know, take all that time, they actually have three knobs and three, and two meters on the, uh, well, six knobs in total and two meters on the left, and you can, you know, how, how much input you want into the equalizer, and you can have the low cut and the high cut, and when it cuts it off, but if you really want the good settings and you want to get what you paid for, uh, you use the little faders that allow you to tweak the um, knobs. And it's only 150 bucks, and you know that's really cool. If you look at the thing, uh, I'll show you the the, the um, link will be j-roy.com/episode15. If you look at the picture, I mean it it seems pretty complicated, but once you get it all set up, it's perfect. And you know another thing that you have to watch out for if you um by a, they have one channel, this is two channels, so it's a little bit taller, but they do have one channel, and the one channel equalizer is a hundred bucks, the two channel is a hundred fifty bucks, so there's no point getting the one channel, because you're paying basically half price for a second one, and it works just as fine, if not better, so it's really cool, and you have a warranty on it, so it all, you know, it has great support, um, and again, that is the Behringer FBQ uh, 3102 HD 31-band stereographic equalizer. Okay, so now I'm going to be talking about some of the features, and then we'll get into the tech specs and how I use it. The This equalizer is um, for live applications, so if you're doing, like, you know, EQ on a stage or something, works perfectly. If you're doing it in the studio, like myself, if you're doing it in music, you know, podcast, whatever, works just as fine there as well. It does FBQ feedback dete detection, which um, locates frequencies that are would be considered problematic. So if there's something that, you know, it's too high or you hear that loud, you know, kind of alarm sounding thing, cuts it off or it tries its best to cut it off and detect the problem and then um, you know, fix it. And the other thing that I, am, you know, I was doing a lot of research is it, it has a 4, 4580 dual op amps exhibit low noise and excellent sound quality built in. That's just what the, this is what it says. I'm literally reading it from the manual. Um, but that's really cool. And then also it has a dedicated mono subwoofer output with adjustable crossover uh, frequency. So then you can plug in directly into the equalizer or subwoofer. Now, there's no preamp in the mixer, I believe. So you're not going to get the same audio quality as if you fed it back into the mixer, plugged in the subwoofer, and then tweaked the knobs and, you know, got everything going. But it's it's there. And you have the ability to, you know, boost the bass so high that the subwoofer literally shakes the floor. Which is really awesome. I don't have a subwoofer or anything, but I know that it's definitely possible. I've seen it done. Um, and you have two LED meters for each channel on the uh, equalizer. It's 12 segments, and, I mean, 
there's nothing much I could say about it, except it's input gain controls, making the level setting on the equalizer pretty easy, but if you have a mixer plugged into it, you can just set the levels on the mixer. And what I actually found was really cool, and this is something that I don't have yet, but a, like a level meter. I really want one of those. And if anyone who's listening to this podcast right now knows of any level meters that are good and that have great sound quality, uh, or not sound quality, what am I saying? Great, you know, uh, quality of just a build and performance and, you know, what cables you need. I've looked all over and I can't find the cables that you need if it's compatible with my mixer. So shoot me an email, j at j-roy.com if you know of any level meter that you own and then tell me how you're plugging it into your mixer that would be so helpful because i'm you know looking for a level meter um to just set levels and everything and make it it's also a nice it's kind of like a um elegant way to represent what you're doing so that's kind of cool um you also have on the um equalizer is a servo balanced inputs and outputs with TRS cables and then they're gold plated XLR connectors is what they call them so it's kind of cool um and there is they they when, when you get the um equalizer itself they they have a signal processing buying guide they have um a user manual and then a user guidance manual quick start guide all that I didn't read it any I didn't read any of it I just plugged it in got all of my cables set and went but this is actually quite the cabling for this took me a while to figure out because um, I didn't even um, think about the cables. And what I actually had to do is plug in, you know, those TRS cables from that one from my mixer into my compressor. I had to take the ring out, of, the ring uh, part of the cable out of the compressor, plug it into the mixer, and the, or plug it into the equalizer, and then have it. Out, put the output of the equalizer back into the compressor so it's working simultaneously with each other and then feeds it all back into the mixer. So the mixer is really doing super heavy, heavy lifting. I'm actually surprised that it hasn't, you know, died yet. But, you know, as I'm speaking right now, and even when I'm not recording, it does incredible amounts of heavy lifting. Things that, you know, maybe, I mean, like, things that an you know, Apple computer could probably not even handle if you're... If they, if they had uh, interface capabilities. Let's talk about the tech specs now. So, there are... The, by the way, if you haven't noticed already, everything's analog in here. But, I just want to point that out. Um, You have two 31-band equalizers, so 62 in total. You only use 31 per channel. Um, And the boost cut and range is tw- uh, plus or minus 12 decibels, or plus or minus 6 decibels. There's feedback detection. The low-cut filter is um the variable 10 hertz to uh, 400 hertz. The high-cut filter is 2.5 kilohertz to 30 kilohertz. As you may have noticed, I have tons of high EQ. I cut out all the lows, leave the mids in, and boost the highs. That's just how I like it, and it, and I think it sounds pretty darn good, in my opinion. Um, the analog inputs, there's two XLRs and two quarter-inch is what I'm using. Um, I'm using one from a jumper, I'm using the output as the jumper cable, which is basically just a guitar cable that's going from my... Um, uh, compressor into my uh, equalizer, and that's how it's set up. Um, and then I have it going the other way, on the, the exact same way on the on the, uh, the on the second channel. Um, let's see, it's 5.9 inches the depth, and there's two U rack spaces. So um, I I don't know how. Let's see how many inches that is. It is. 
let me take a look here. It is, um, <laughs> let's see, well, it's 2, 1.75, so, um, you know, that, that's, it's, it's basically, uh, the, well, let me see here. I'm so sorry, I'm rambling here. But, it, yeah, it's 2.175, so what does that make? It makes it uh, 3.5, so 3.5 inches up, um, which is really cool. And it's 2U on the unit space, so if you're planning out and, you know, putting this in a rack, you want to make sure that you know um, that it's taller than a typical head, uh, than a typical compressor lever gate, which is really, really cool. And uh, it's something that you actually really, really, really need to know before you buy it, um... So, I, I did realize that it was a little bit taller. I didn't know that it was double, but it is. Alright. The headphone amp. This thing, you can buy really cheap headphone amplifiers that are like, I don't know, 30 bucks. They are not the same as a phenomenal 8-channel stereo headphone mixing distribution amplifier with level meter on each channel and two stereo main inputs called the Behringer h 8 8 Okay, I, I, I literally mess up on this name every time, because it's an A and then an 8. So, to the Behringer HA8000 V2 8-channel headphone mixing and distribution amplifier. Boy, oh boy, this thing is really, 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 really cool. Um, it is, actually, oh, they, they do have a video on it. I don't know, should I play it? Or maybe I should just embed it into, um, the video. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna play it. This is like a little trailer and explains really well what I'm in, what it talks about. And I actually forgot, I, I watched this video in, in preparation for the show. I've actually been prepping since, mon uh, since Wednesday. So, uh, I actually forgot about this video. And I'm just gonna play it and then we can go over the features and how I like them. So, here's the video from Behringer. An articulate headphone mix can make all the difference in the outcome of a recording session. What's up guys, I'm Roxanne Avalon and this is the 8-channel PowerPlay Pro HA8000. Now it features superior performance, routing and mixing functions to accommodate even the most discerning set of ears. Now two independent stereo main inputs along with a dedicated direct input on each channel allows individual performers to obtain a more customized monitoring mix. The HA8000 features a mono and stereo switch per channel for more flexibility. So when optimized mixes need to reach multiple listeners, each with their own specific requirements, the HA8000 will deliver a high quality headphone mix in a class all its own. If you want to learn more, just head on over to Behringer.com. I'm Roxanne Avalon, and we'll see you next time. So that is kind of a sales message there from Behringer. Uh, but, you know, it is a good video. I thought it was good. They, they really, I mean, it's very brief and everything. But some tech specs that you need to know about it. Two stereos, eight direct. Pretty cool. Uh, you have eight output channels, eight quarter-inch direct input channels, and uh, four one-quarter-inch 2x stereo inputs. The outputs, exact same things, 16, well, actually, no, it's not the exact same thing. It's 16 quarter-inch, eight, um, eight times in the front, eight times in the rear, um, things that you really need to know. Uh, the controls per channel is the output level. The form factor, factor of course, is 1U, so 1.75 inches. The power supply is just a standard IEC AC cable, and then it's the uh, Behringer HA8000V2. Now, the good thing about this headphone amp is that it's eight channels, so you can have eight in-studio guests with you, and have this going. Now, the other cool thing is that it has output capabilities. So, if you wanted to, you could hook up three headphone amps 
and have that, so you could have basically 16, actually, you could have, I mean, I'm sure you could probably have more, but you could have double the headphone amp in, in, you know, in, like, you have two headphone amps working together with one cable, and the way that this is wired, it's literally just another same exact cable that I was talking about before, the TRS cables, you plug the one into the headphones jack of your mixer, and then the other just goes around into the, um, input channel one, um, master input channel one on the, um, com on the headphone amp, and then, um, f and then it goes through there, and you can twist and tweak every single knob, um, to how, how loud the volume is in each person's headphones. Now, for me, I have, channel one is routed to the headphones that I'm wearing right now, which are Sennheiser's. I don't know what model number. I should have looked that up. I got them for Christmas, and I for—I don't have the box near me. I don't know exactly what these are called, but I'll put them in the show notes if I figure it out. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But anyway, back to the headphone amp. Um, I channel one is my Sennheiser headphones. Channel two is my studio guest or co-host for my show JDRC Politics podcast, Ryan Clark, which you can find more about at JDRCPolitics.com. Gotta get that little plug in there. Um, channel three is for is pretty much empty, but if there's anyone, if I have two in studio guests, which I've never had and rarely will probably in the future, I have that just going. I also have a big sound bar that I was going to use with a TV, but then the TV quality was perfectly okay, and I didn't use the sound bar for quite some time. But now that I have this headphone amp, I plug in, uh, you know, I get an adapter, quarter inch to 3.5 millimeter, plug it in with a uh, tape-in, tape-out cable that you would find on most old-school TVs, plug that in, and uh, I can turn up the volume, and you can have basically in-studio monitoring within, with a real speaker, which is really cool. Um, so that's really awesome. Again, if you want, if you have any questions, go ahead, go to j-story.com slash episode 15. Hopefully I cover everything that you need to know there. Um, and also, it's, it's I, I want to uh, point out that if you have, uh, you know, if you want to let me know about anything that you think might be valuable to me in my podcasts, in my podcasting, basically, efforts, please let me know at j-story.com slash feedback. Go ahead, shoot me an email at j at j-story.com. I'd really appreciate it. Um, and also, yeah, let me know if you, have, if you think, if you have a level meter. I really want one of those. I think they're really cool. I think they have a great aesthetic that will add to, um, you know, what I'm doing in, in my studio. Uh, and, you know, just let me know, basically, is what I'm asking. I'd love to hear back from the people that are listening. You know, I make this content just for people to listen, and it would be just so amazing um, if you could help me out uh, with that. Uh, and I want to thank also Blueberry for sponsoring this episode, or, well, I guess not sponsoring, affiliating with this episode. Um, they're been great affiliates so far. I hope to have many relationships with people and, you know, again, use my promo code JDoherty. It really helps the show. It really helps support me and so I can make this content even better. All of the stuff that you have used that promo code, all of my commission will go straight into making this podcast even better. So just please do it if you can. If you're looking for hosting a podcast, go ahead, use my promo code JDoherty at checkout. You get your first month free. Again, my name is Jay Doherty. This has been the Jay Doherty Podcast. It's Saturday, March 10th, 2018. Have a great day. I'll see you next episode. New episodes every Monday at 5 a.m. Have a great day.
Thanks for listening. Go to j-doherty.com for more content just like this. This is the J. Doherty Podcast.